You're listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast, recorded on Sundays in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our goal is to help you grow from root to fruit. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. You know, wow, you're here. You made it. Good job. Uh, this is my least favorite day of the year. Anybody else? I hate this day. I hate losing an hour. It's like I understand it's going to be light out and it's going to get better. But man, I do not like it. I do not like it, Sam. I am. Uh, not here, not there, not anywhere, um, but it's okay because we'll make it up eventually. You get to go to bed an hour earlier tonight, so I'll try. I could go to bed, actually. I'll, I'll be in sleep probably in a good, you know, three hours from now. I'll be out. Um, anybody else, Sunday afternoon naps, like they're like, it's like a gift from heaven, right? There's something about Sunday afternoons that just, man, you just can sleep. I don't know. You put some golf on, put you right out, like right out. There's nothing like the that tone to just... You know, the guy talking in a monotonous tone, and he's going to, it's a little bit to the left, but it might go to the right, and we'll see what he does here. Ooh, that was a good one. Right? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Right there. Just uh, incredible. So anyway, glad you're here with us today. Thanks for being here. Great to see everybody. Uh, Honored to have you with us. Invite you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 37. Psalms chapter 37. I believe it's page 429 in uh, in the Bibles in your seats. Um, if you don't have a Bible and you'd like to take one, please feel free. There are gifts you. We'd love for you to take a Bible. Um, really, uh, we've got plenty of them, so I uh, have no, no issues taking those. Um, please do that. Uh, so as you're turning there, it'll be on the screen a little bit. I um, just want to ask you a question. Can you imagine what your life would be like if everything you wanted came to pass? Like just think about right, right now, like all the things, like if you had everything you wanted, how would your life be different right now in this moment if everything that you wanted happened? Some of you, too good to be true, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's a nice, nice little game you're playing there. Um, but if I asked you to think of maybe just, okay, let's just narrow it down. How about one thing? Just one thing that if I said, I promise you, you could have this one thing that you really, really, really want, what would it be? Everybody, just think about it in your head. What would be the one thing, if I could promise you one thing, and you could know for certain that you'd get it, what would that be? Like, how would you feel if that came to pass? Like, how would, what would change in your life if you had that one thing? Like, would, that, would this be a good day? Would this be a really good day if you had that one thing for sure? For me, I know exactly what it would be, Right? I know exactly what that one thing for me would be. It would be for both Kevin Durant and Zion Williamson to be on the Knicks next year. Come on. Anybody else? Right. Come on. Yeah. All my Knicks fans, you know, I'm telling you. Like, I mean, could you imagine how the world would be different? How much better the world would be? I'm telling you, because right now where the Knicks are terrible. They're absolutely horrible. Um, there, there are so many things that I could list. Right. There are so many things that you could list. That's a joke. I hope you don't know that. If you don't know who, if maybe if you're, you're new here and you're a guest, welcome. I, I, that's a joke. Um, okay. I just want to make sure we're clear. Um, but there are so many things that I could, if I made a list of everything that I wanted, if I actually sat down and wrote a list out of all the things I want, like maybe that nobody else knows that I want, but that I actually really, really desire. So that's going to be your homework for this week. Right on the front. I'm going to tell you what your homework is. It's going to be to go home and make a list. Of everything you want. Just just make a list as as long as you can of everything you sincerely, genuinely desire in your heart. And I'm serious. I want you to go home and make a list. Some of you are already starting. 
Some of you already have a list. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to ask you to talk to God about it. Like, for real. Um, like, I want you to talk to God. So, so be like, you know, hey, God, so about the soft tail, right, that we're, you know, like, right, Eric, you know. Um, like, like, no, make a list of everything that you genuinely want. Could be a relationship, could be, right, could be a, a healing in a certain way. It could be a circumstance change. It could be, you know, an open door here. It could be an opportunity. I don't know what it is. But make a list of everything and then talk to God about it. Last week, we kicked off a new series called Whisper. Um, and it's about how to hear God, as you heard in the video. It's about how to listen for God. That The premise is that God speaks to us in a variety of ways. And it's trying to recognize the ways that he does communicate to us. Because we know about Scripture, which we looked at last week. But God speaks in a variety of ways. Communication is complex, right? Um, it's not just about words. Right? It's about tone. Right? You know tone matters. So you can read things in print, but when you actually hear them being read, it changes things. Right? If you can hear them in like, you know, Morgan Freeman's voice, it changes things. Or Sean Connery's voice, right? it changes things. But it's not just about tone, it's also about timing. Right? About how you say it, and it's about body language. Right? It's about, um, like it's one of the reasons I, I use this headset right here. I have to talk with my hands, right? If I, if I, if I don't have hands, like I, I have a hard time talking, right? Like it's just like it's something about my hands. I need my hands. It's part of my communication. You know, we communicate through print. Some of you communicate through song. Some of you communicate through food, right? Some of you communicate through art, through dance, through video, sport, work. There's so many different ways that we communicate. And God, likewise, has so many different ways that he communicates. And we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss any of the ways that God, because if God is talking to us, we probably need to hear it. Think if the God of the universe is actually saying something to you, then you probably need to hear whatever he's got to say to you. Do you just want to say, no, I'm just not interested in listening? No, God, remember we talked last week. Why does God talk to us? One, he corrects us when we start going off, which saves us pain. Right? He puts us on the right. So we need to hear that voice of correction. But he also prepares us for what the day is ahead God has good for us to do. God has good for you to do today. There's something you are supposed to accomplish in this world today that he would call good. And his words to us prepare us for those moments so that we don't miss it. We don't blow it. It doesn't find us unprepared. So last week we talked about how God communicates through the Bible. And today I want to explore the proposition that God communicates to us through our desires. Through what we want. That what you want is actually an opportunity for God to speak to you. If you're newer to faith, that won't sound so crazy. Maybe a little different, but it sounds kind of reasonable. Yeah, God, God can speak to me through what I want. Right? Now, for any of you that grew up in church, right? as soon as we start talking about desires, alarms are going off in your head of desires are bad, desires are bad, right? I can't listen to any of this stuff. I was told to reject all my desires. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm horrible. I'm awful. There's nothing good in me, right? Please don't write me an email later. Um, I promise today is going to be okay. Um, I genuinely believe this is a very important message for all of us, no matter where you come from, no matter if this is your first time setting foot in a church and you're like, I don't even know what's going on here. What's this guy talking about? Um, I didn't know any of the words to the songs um, or if you've been doing this for you know, longer than I've been alive. And everybody in the room is somewhere in between. 
I'm not sure there's anything more personal to us than our desires. Nothing more revealing about who we are than what we really want. Like if you told me what you really genuinely want, it would tell me a lot about who you are. Some of it is between you and God, and the reality is that there might be desires in you that you don't even realize that you have. There are some really deep things in us that drive us. All desire originates with God. Let's just get this out there right off the bat. All desire originates with God. Some of you are going, I don't know about that. But yes, no, it does. All desire starts with God. We are made in his image and the things that capture our hearts are present because they captured his heart first. Right. That's it. Beauty. Right. Whatever it could be. Uh, you know, wonder all these things. Desire is a powerful means by which God reveals himself to us. It's God's way of saying, hey, this is what my heart beats for. Right? This is all my heart. Again, it depends on how you're hearing this based on where you grew up in faith. See, the problem is, and I'll help some of you who grew up in church feel a little better in a moment. The problem is there's a war inside us over our desires. In the first century, the Apostle Paul said the sinful nature inside us wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And he says these two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. Jeremiah 17:9. Some of you can quote this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? How many of you are feeling good so far? You're feeling good about yourselves, right? About your desires, right? Right. You're terrible. You're so deceitful. You don't even know how bad your own heart is. This is great. St. Augustine said this, and this is the thing where, where it comes full circle. He said, sin comes when we take a perfectly natural desire a longing or an ambition and try desperately to fulfill it without God. Not only is it sin, it's a perverse distortion of the image of the creator in us. All these good things and all our security are rightly found only and completely in him. See, all desire is from God, but sin corrupts that desire in us and begins to pervert it, make it other things. A natural desire from God is to be loved. That's a good desire. It's something healthy and good for us. And sin distorts that desire into a craving for attention, for affirmation, for approval. It's something good that sin corrupts. A natural desire from God is to be useful, to live a life that matters. But once again, sin can kind of distort that. To prove our importance, to earn significance. To one-up somebody else. To begin to compare. I'm telling you, that scoreboard is dangerous. It's a good desire corrupted. But all desire at its root comes from God. Desires can be complicated because what we want is so powerful. I'm telling you, I can, your most passionate moments come when what you want is in front of you. On one side, our desires can reveal the heart of God. And on the other, our selfish ambition can rear its ugly head. And I can be honest in telling you, just in my experience, sometimes it's not that easy to distinguish one from the other. Is this me or is this God? It's hard to tell. We sit there and go, oh, it should be easy to tell the corruption from the pure. But if you've walked in faith for any length of time, you know it's not that easy to tell. There are days you go, I don't know. 
I think this is good, but I don't know. It could be me. It could be me. We become fearful of ourselves. Is this something good that I want for myself? The question is this. How do we know if what we want is worth wanting? I heard a pastor, by the name of Otto Wagner, pose it this way. Do I or does God want this done? Right, we've got this passion. I really want to see this done, man. I'm passionate about it. Yeah, but the question is this. Is that you or is that God? How can we be sure that we've got the heart of God and that what we want is what he wants? It's the question of the morning. I share with you, if you were here last week, that we got a puppy. His name is Barkley. Actually, he's doing better. He's doing good. He's making some progress. He now sits. He stays, kind of. Um, he will lay down. He'll give you his paw, working on rollover. He's doing pretty good. He's still, you know, likes to eat just about everything, um, especially shoes. But he's doing much better. Hasn't learned to make coffee yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, but, you know, over time, people start to look like their dogs. Yes, we know this. Um, some pictures. Here we go. Right. I mean, hey. I mean, you tell me. I don't know. All right. Um, let's see the next one. Here we go. You know, it's, I can kind of see a resemblance. Right. You see a little bit, a little bit. I, I see it. All right. Um, there you go. Oh, that's cute. All right. One more, maybe one more. Yeah, there you go. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's just too good. That's just too good. You know, truthfully, over time, some couples start to look like each other, too. You know, you see that. I don't have any pictures of that. I wasn't going there. I was not going to go there. Um, but, you know, you've seen it. You know, a couple of you are like, hey, they're dating. Oh, they look alike. A lot. Like, it's kind of odd. And you're like, all right. Psalm 37, 4. If you're there, Psalm 37, we're going to read verse 4. Don't worry. I'm going to tie it all together. Here we go. <laughs> it says this. There's one verse. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. Let's take a moment and pray. Heavenly Father, I ask this morning that you would help this word be clear. Help your word penetrate our heart. Show us more of you. Or peel back anything that's in our way and help us to have an unobstructed view of you. In your name we pray. Amen. See, when you delight in something... You start to look like it, right? I delight in donuts, and I promise you I look like it on the inside. <laughs> I tell people I'm, I'm, I'm full on the inside. If you delight in working out, you will look like it, right? Whatever you delight in, you begin to look like that thing. What do you delight in? Do you delight in your family? You begin to right, resemble the family. Do you, do you delight in, um, I don't know, let's see, uh, your profession? You begin to look like, you look like a doctor. You look like a teacher. You look like a construction worker. What do you delight in? You begin to look like what you delight in. Your desires shape what you look like. And the reality is that when we delight in God, we start to look like him. Very simply, we start to look like him. He makes our heart like his. We start to love what he loves. We start to hurt for what hurts him. We grow to hope for what he hopes for. And this is what God wants. This is good. 
That's a good thing. God wants you to look like him. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. God says this, and I will give you. I think we have it up here, maybe. Here we go. It says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you and I will take out your stony, stubborn New Jersey heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. So God wants to give you his heart. The more we delight ourselves in God, the more we learn about God, the more our heart begins to become like his. What do you delight in? As you delight in God, your heart begins to become like his. There's a man by the name of Bill Connor. Recently read about his story. In 2017, his daughter, Abby. This is Abby. 2017, Abby tragically died on a family vacation. She drowned. It's a rough story. The family made the decision to donate Abby's organs. She was an organ donor. And sometime later, Bill got a chance to meet Jack. Jack was the young man who received Abby's heart. It's a powerful moment when they embraced. You can see it here. We have a picture of that. Next one. It happened to be Father's Day weekend when they met. Uh, Bill had been riding a bike kind of from where they were to Florida on a, trying to raise awareness for organ donation and uh, driving through Louisiana and stopped and met Jack. It was Father's Day weekend. So Jack gave Bill a Father's Day gift. It was a stethoscope. He said, hey, I want you to hear that your daughter's heart is still beating. Bill said this. It's not about how many homes you have or how many cars you have or how much money you have. To give somebody life. To give them a chance to live a better life. He said, once again, my daughter set an example for me. And I've just got to follow it and that's what I'm trying to do. See, hearing the heartbeat of his daughter gave the father a reminder of what life was about. Hearing the heartbeat of heaven is God's way of whispering into us what really matters. When you hear God's heart, it gives you a stethoscope and he says, hey, listen, listen to my heartbeat. I'm going to put it in context for you. This is what matters. God wants our world to know his heart. And here's the deal. God is an organ donor. He just wants to give you his heart. He puts it in us. So your beating heart, the things that speed it up, the things that slow it down, the things that stop it, they begin to reflect to the world around us the heart of God. As your heart begins to become like his heart, as you delight yourself in the Lord, you begin to beat for those things that God's heart beats for. And it helps our world hear him. Let me tell you this morning, pay attention to the things that make you mad. You can make a list of those. What makes you mad? Because I'm going to tell you there's something in there. Sin perhaps corrupts it, but if we can strip away the sin, replace it back to God, what makes you mad? There's something of God in there. Somewhere, if you will dig down, you will put your finger on something 
that reflects the heartbeat of God. What they, what they call the, the Popeye moment. That's it. I've had all I can stands. I can't stands no more. Right? What's that? What is something that just burns you? There's something of God in that. Again, we've got to be able to discern away that sinful nature, that self-serving part. But what makes you mad? What makes you sad? What breaks your heart? I'm telling you, the older I get, the more kids mess me up, man. When I see kids struggling, oh, man. We went, you know, in Mexico, we went to the orphanage. Oh. I'm actually taking the trip. I leave in... That'll be eight days. Uh, I'm going to go see another orphanage. I'm actually, I've, one of those moments, I felt like God put something on my heart. I don't understand it. Uh, I felt like about a couple of years ago, God put this desire, began to spread this desire. And so I'm taking a trip to India in eight days. I'll be there for 10 days. I'll be gone. I'll miss a Sunday. Um, and we're going to go visit, actually. So the place that we're working with, it's a, uh, they do a feeding program. They uh, run a school for kids, and they run a hospital. So it's a mission that we support here at Lifetree. A missionary that's been here and shared with us named Bob McGurdy. I'm going to go take a trip. We're going to go visit Mother Teresa's home for unwanted children. We're going to do all this, going to see all this stuff. And I'll tell you, I'm a little worried because I might turn into Kevin. And I, I don't, nobody wants to see me cry. Like, it's just not, um, I'm probably an ugly crier. I don't know, but it um, doesn't happen often. Is that how it works? Just just, let's go with it. Just let's release. What makes you sad? There's something of God in there. What makes you mad? What makes you sad? And, of course, what makes you glad? What thrills you? What, when it happens, you go, oh, man, that's awesome. Let me tell you, we don't think of it this way, but God is in that. When good things happen and you go, man, that is good. That is good. This is awesome. I want to do a happy dance. Like, whatever it is, when there's something that goes on, you're like, man, this, this does my heart good. God, God, pay attention. God is there. God is there. Pay attention to things that you never used to care about that are now growing in you. Pay attention. Right? In college, I began to actually like people. That was new for me. My mom will, she's laughing because she knows. Mm, People and I didn't get along in high school. I began to do something in my heart. Right? then, Then I went into youth ministry and I was working at a church in Pennington and I began for the first time to actually care about a community. Ooh, this is new. Not just my friends, but like actually like a, like a whole community. Since, you know, starting Lifetree, I began to actually care about other churches other pastors and I want them to do well and I'm like why should I care I never cared I have enough problems here but God is that's not me it's not me see that's the thing it's when you begin to go that's not me but I why do I care about this pay attention because God is doing work in you and putting a heart in you that was not your heart but he is transplanting he is donating his heart to you and your heart is now beginning to beat like his heart beats God is still in the business of transforming our hearts. If you want to know for sure, here's the litmus test. If you don't know if it's me or is it God, here's how you know. 
take a stethoscope and put it up to his word. Listen to the word of God. It's the authority in all things. That word of God, does God's heart break for this? Does this make God mad? Does this make God glad? Listen. And very simply, you can ask God this question. It's really deep. It's profound. You probably want to write this down. You should tweet it. It goes something like this. God, is this me or you? Isn't that deep? Ask. God, I have this desire. I have this thing in me, and I don't know if this is a healthy appetite or a corrupt desire that somewhere is you, but along the way, it's become about me. God, is this you or is this me? Do I want this or do you want this? Ask the question. He will answer. And when you recognize that God has given you a heart that beats like his, act. Because if it grieves you, God didn't grieve you just so you could be sad. Hey, I want your heart to break. Merry Christmas. You're now the heart like mine. You can be sad all the time for all the atrocities in this world. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I know. Too bad we can't do anything about it. No, see, God breaks your heart because he wants you to do something about it. Again, I told you, right? There is good prepared for us today. There's something good that we're all supposed to do today. And when your heart breaks... Perhaps that's part of it. God's not going to burden your heart for something that he doesn't, he's not going to give you power to do something about. Does that make sense? You didn't answer. Um, Okay. If God angers you, if something is in there and it's, God is not just trying to make us divinely frustrated. It's not just, right? Now listen, if we're dealing with frustration that's not from God, that's on us. If we're getting angry about things that he's not angry about, yeah, not his problem. But if God burdens us and says, this is not right, this is unjust, he's going to give you the resources to do something about it. So pay attention to those things. Don't just say, oh, this tells me something about God because that's true, but that's only part one. But now it's okay. Now that I have this heart, now I got to go do something about it. I've got to act on it. So pay attention to those things. Get up and change things. And if something thrills you, if something makes you excited and you go, oh, that is good. Let me tell you, make noise. Let the world around you know, hey, this is good. I think so. And God thinks so. I want to celebrate everything good. And here is the best part. Ready for this? says, take delight in the Lord, comma, and he will give you your heart's desires. When we delight in the Lord, everything we want is satisfied. Did you hear that? God wants to satisfy not some, not a few, not one, all of your heart's desires. See, we just can't read the second part without the first part. It's not like, hey, Santa Claus, give me everything I want. Because that's not what it says. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go into that in just a moment. See, see, we have unworthy desires. And things that if you received everything you want right now, it wouldn't be good for you. 
it wouldn't be good for me if I got everything I want right now. You know this? Right? We, I, I shared my, my sister's story a few, a few maybe weeks back, trying to adopt right, through the foster care system. God, I want this baby. Why is it taking so long? It took two years. It's still not done. We're getting closer, but it's still not done. God, why aren't you doing this? We're supposed to be moving out. But because they were here, because there was divine delay, along the way, little Jessie showed up. Another baby, an opportunity for her to adopt. Had she gotten what she wanted, she would have missed out on the more God had for her. See, if we get everything we want, we don't, we're, we're settling for less. C.S. Lewis says we are far too easily satisfied. We're, we're messing around down here, and God's got heavenly stuff for us. I'm telling you, because God loves us so much, He first wants to replace our unworthy desires with the worthiest of desires. That's why He says, first, take delight in Me so I can transform your heart, and then I'm going to fill it. It's all going to come. You're going to find satisfaction unrivaled in this life. Proverbs 13, 12. I've memorized this verse. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Not just because of the tree of life part, but that's pretty cool. Um, there's nothing worse than unsatisfied desire. Some of you know that sick feeling right now. You know what you've been hoping for perhaps for years. And years and years, and you have lost hope about it. And it's been unsatisfied. It's been unrealized, unfulfilled in your heart. And you know the sickness of wanting something so desperately and not getting it. It's devastating to us. There's nothing worse than unsatisfied desire. But there's nothing better than desire realized. It's a tree of life. Another translation says it is sweet to the soul. It never stops producing fruit. It blesses all those near it. Can you imagine what life would be like if everything you wanted came to pass? Can you imagine what that life would be like? If actually every genuine, sincere desire you had actually happened? How good would that life be? Delight yourself in the Lord. And if you will allow your heart to beat for what his beats for, it will happen. Delight yourself in the Lord. Begin to look like him. Say, God, I need your heart. Give me your heart. And guess what? No more disappointment. You begin to have the heart of God and he will satisfy those deepest of longings. God reveals himself through desires. And God does his work in us through desires. Perhaps you're here today, and your story has been one of disappointment. You've actually stopped hoping for anything because it's just less painful this way. Maybe you're here today and you describe your heart as sick, as let down, just one unmet desire after another. And if that's you today, God has this word for you. He is passionate for you. He loves you. Before Jesus ever stepped foot on the earth, the prophet Isaiah told the world how much he loved us. You've seen this at Christmas time, but we're going to share it this morning. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. 
The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. And here's the verse I want to focus in on. It says, The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. The passionate commitment of God is this. To guide you as your wonderful counselor. To protect you as your mighty God. To love you as your everlasting father. To bless you as your prince of peace. See, God is passionately committed to making all of those things real to you. See, this morning, God, He wants to fulfill all those desires in you as long as they are good for you. So God wants to just hand you this morning a stethoscope. Say, hey, listen. Listen. Again, that's the whole point of this series. Saying, how do we hear God? Begin to listen to what you want. Say, God, is this me or is this you? Is this good? What are you saying to me about this? So this morning... I want to pray for you. I want to give you an opportunity for God to do his work. And Nikki's going to come. We're going to close in just a moment. And we're going to move into communion in just a moment. But if you all bow your heads, I want to pray. God, I ask you this morning, help us to hear your heart. And God, perhaps there are people here today that feel like they're that life has just been one disappointment after another, one unmet expectation after another. God, it makes us sick. Lord, we need you to reveal yourself to us. Because, Lord, there's something that is sweet to our soul. There's something. Lord, for as painful as it is, when our desires are unmet, Lord, the reward of desire realized, of hope that is fulfilled. Lord, it overwhelms in waves the disappointment. Lord, it's so much better. Lord, help us to hear your heart, to know if those things that we long for, Lord, are just not good for us and it's actually your love. Just not giving it to us. Lord, I ask you to calibrate our hearts to yours. If you're here this morning as we're praying and you just say, I need to hear God's heart. I want to hear that. I want to know him. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. God, I want to hear your heart. God, you see the hands. You see our hands, God. God, would you give us your heart this morning? But let the heartbeat of heaven echo inside of us. Lord Jesus himself prayed on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us that awareness. Lord, we're tired of being sick. We're tired of being disappointed. Lord, it's almost hard for us to hope because we're afraid of being let down again. So in this moment, God, I ask that you would just minister to us. God, would you just give everybody here, every single person, 
just an assurance that you won't let us down. You never have and you never will. Lord, if there are desires in our life that are unmet, it's because of your great love for us. Because though we cannot perceive it from here, Lord, those desires were never for our good. Because your word tells us that you do not withhold good from those who follow after you. So, Lord, today, grant us your heart. Open our ears to hear you. Help us to begin to identify those desires in us. Lord, as we make our lists this week, as we begin to write down those things that we want, as we write down those things that make us mad and sad, those things that thrill us, God, would you begin to reveal yourself? Lord, we ask you to prune away and refine those things that are unworthy. Lord, if there's something inside of us, King David prayed it, Lord, search my heart. If there's anything unworthy in me, if there's an unworthy desire in me, remove it. I don't want to want something that's not worth wanting. God, would you transplant your heart into mine? Thank you, God. We welcome you to do that. Thanks for listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit us at wearelifetree.com or on Facebook and Instagram at wearelifetree.com.